0: Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson, and really appreciate you being a part of the show today. If you're new to Unpacking It, check out our website, unpackingit.com. You can subscribe to our email devotional that we call Unpack This, uh, and also, I hope you have already subscribed to this podcast. And you'll notice uh, in our feed, we also do a two-minute timeout, which basically takes a current sports story, relates it to the Bible, and you can listen to it in two minutes. And so uh, this is the, the longer version of our podcast. And so we've got another great interview for you today. Stick around at the end of the interview. I will let you know what stood out to me the most uh, from the conversation and something that I think all of us Can be encouraged by today. But right now, let's jump right in. Our guest today played linebacker in the NFL from 1998 to 2013. He won a Super Bowl with the St. Louis Rams, spent time in Buffalo, and finished his career in Washington. He played his college football at John Carroll University. He played in 256 consecutive games in the NFL, starting 215 consecutive games, which is the NFL all-time record of consecutive starts at the linebacker position. He is a husband and father of three and is currently an NFL analyst for CBS Sports. London Fletcher joins us right now to talk football, faith, and life. London, thanks so much for joining us. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Bryce.
0: Man, well, we're we're psyched to to talk with you today. And before we talk football, I saw you on on Monday night of the national championship game, watching Villanova at the game. Your cousin Amari Spellman was, of course, playing. What was that experience like for you? Oh,
1: it was awesome. Um, you know, to be able to to go there and uh, support Amari, um, it's uh, it was very uh, you know an awesome sp- experience, an awesome atmosphere. Our family, as you can imagine, is we're very proud of Amari and, and what he was able to accomplish. Uh, you know, being a part of a, a national championship team as a uh, as a redshirt freshman at Villanova, so we were uh, we we're thrilled as a family. I was uh you know more than uh, than um, you know appreciative to be able to be in that environment and and watch him and the Villanova Wildcats celebrate on Monday night
0: man well now you've you've won a super bowl played in a couple super bowls so how how did the the national championship experience compare to a, a super bowl atmosphere
1: you know it's are definitely um you know two two different experiences for me one um obviously as a player and then uh you know playing in, in the super bowl i played twice played in two um, on one one lost one um so that's one one side of it and then to be a to be not just a, a fan, but also having a relative in the game It's a little bit more nerve wracking, I can say, <laughs> as, a, as a spectator, as a fan, because you don't have any outcome, you know, any uh, any input into the outcome of the game. You know, you're just there <laughs> cheering. Uh, it's, it's, it's stressful. Um, at least as a player, you know, I could uh, I could impact the game. I knew what the matchups were. I knew how we felt about certain situations. You know, on Monday night, I'm just there, um, you know, watching. <laughs> so, it was, uh, definitely a little bit uh, more stressful, I can say.
0: I bet. Well, they made it a little bit easier for you since they, they pulled away and, and kind of dominated, at least in the second half. So uh,
1: it, it, it started off, you know, uh, Michigan got off to a good start. They, their defense was really uh, really stifling. And then, um, you know, the big kid, uh, Wagner, um, he got off to a good start. So, uh, it's like, okay, maybe this will be a little interesting <laughs> here. But, uh Villanova like they've done, you know, all year long. They have so many players that can oh. um, you know, score points. Um the Monday night it was DiVincenzo. He just got it going and then, you know, the second half, you know, Villanova was, was able to pull away.
0: Yeah, it was it was a a great run for, for Nova and I, I found myself pulling for them as well. So so I'm glad for uh for you and your your cousin Amari for uh for getting that win. So so very cool. We're talking with London Fletcher here on Unpacking It. And, and so the, the next big sporting event is, is the, the NFL draft. And, and, of course, you being an NFL guy, uh, you've, been, you've been weighing in on a, on a few of your, your opinions, and I saw you tweeted how you think Saquon Barkley should go number one. So, so why did you say that and, and make, make your case for a running back going number one?
1: Well, I think as you look at this year's draft, Barkley, in my opinion, is the best player in the draft. He's the clear-cut best player in the draft. Um, and I know Cleveland, they... They're in a situation where you know they need a quarterback they've been wanting to try to solidify the quarterback position for a long time, and you know there's pressure to um to take a quarterback number one um overall but i think um you know as you look at the quarterbacks in this year's draft there's there's not a clear cut guy that you can say this this is the guy that um you know if you don't take it number one you're gonna be kicking yourself thinking, I think you got you know four or five guys um, especially the top three guys where you can just, you know, put their names in a hat and pick one and you know, you probably get the same results out of all, you know, three of the guys. So mm. with that being said, yeah, I mean I don't think you um, are forced really to um to take uh take that quarterback at one when you have a guy a running back like Barkley who is the clear cut number one uh the best player in the draft. He's a, a guy who immediately would be their best player on their team right away. Wow. I mean, that's that's how good he is. Um I was at the combine and I watched watched this kid up close. I mean, you look at him, he has put together um me having faced running backs my whole NFL career. <laughs> I mean, I look at this kid, I'm like, man, okay, I'd have to bring my A game going against this yep, guy. Yep. Um he, he is that type of talent. Um, you know, and he can impact your, your team much more um Immediately, as opposed to when you look at these quarterbacks, these guys are going to have to sit, you know, a year or two, you know, uh, and then you still don't know what you're going to get from these guys. So, I think he's the, he's the guy, unless Cleveland are, is absolutely convinced that they can, you know, they they see one of these quarterbacks as man, he's the guy we have to take. Um, if we don't get him, uh, hopefully, Saquon falls in our lap at four, sure. which could very well be the case. But if if that's not the case, I'm, I'm taking him number out. one overall, and just uh, whatever quarterback is available that we view as the next best, um, when we pick at four. That's who we're taking.
0: That's right. Yeah, I'm with you. That there's just not much separation between the quarterbacks, whereas this guy Barkley's clearly separated himself from the other running backs and and really most of the the whole class. So, uh, good yeah. take. Yeah,
1: it mm-hmm. would, and it, it, it may Cleveland make surprises and, and jump up from four to two. You know, oh, that's a that that could be a possibility. Yeah. They, they can go one, two. <laughs> no. That, uh, yeah. Yeah, they, have, they have the ammunition to be able to do that.
0: They sure do. They've got all the assets. Uh, no question about that because they've traded everybody away the last few years. Uh, we're talking with London Fletcher here on Unpacking It. And, and you mentioned being at the NFL Combine uh, a few weeks ago. And, and so you were one of the NFL Legends community mentors. Uh, what all did that entail and, and what was your takeaway from that?
1: Well, the NFL Legends community, they've um, created a. Uh, a situation um, or a program for the last few years, where former players come in and serve as mentors t- to the various pro- position groups at the uh, combine, and they asked me to uh, come and serve as a mentor to the linebackers um, at this past um, combine. And, and it's really about um, being a sounding board for the players, um, you know, letting them know about the expectations of of what um, it means to be a professional football player. Um, kind of helping them understand what um what's what they are about to, about to em- embark on as a uh, player in the national football league and then also you know kind of um helping them navigate some of the uh, different things that they may um deal with at the uh, combine so it was it was a great experience for me personally um just being around the young guys and and uh helping them you know um answering any questions that they may have um a lot of them wanted to know um you know about my career and how I was able to do for so long, things like that. So it, yeah. that's really what the uh, what it means to be a mentor um, at the combine for what, those guys.
0: What was your main message that you wanted them to to recognize?
1: Well, just um, from a standpoint of you know what it what it took for me, it was just a, a, a true commitment. Um, I think a lot of guys, you got to understand the difference between being interested in something and and being committed. Um, you know, and I tell them, you know, I'm interested in a lot of things, but you know, there's only a few things I'm really committed to so. <laughs> um and 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 when you want to excel at the, in the national football league um you have to be committed, mm-hmm. and you know there's a tremendous sacrifice that that you have to make um, or sacrifices that you have to make in order to do it at a high level for a long period of time um and understand that and 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 you know, really, um, that's that was really my message. You, you know, it's going to take a tremendous commitment, and you know, um, and, and 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 nobody's going to hold your hand, so you're going to have to um, really um, do what you're, you know, find uh, find your own routine and how you want to um, go about um, being committed and showing your commitment
0: level. Man, I love it. We're talking with former NFL linebacker London Fletcher. He's now an analyst for CBS Sports, CBS Sports Network and he, he played in, in 256 consecutive games in the NFL. And, and so, London, you, you retired after the 2013 season. So, so what has been the, the best and worst part about the the transition away from playing and, and just uh, I- embracing and, and experiencing retirement?
1: Uh, you know, I, I definitely the best part has been um, being able to spend more time with my family um and that goes back into what i was saying about the uh, the commitment piece um while i was playing for those 16 years um i was you know i was so committed and and, and really just uh, consumed with football um that my family life um suffered in a in a sense um you know i could be present with my wife and my children but i wasn't necessarily there mm. um mentally you know, because i was thinking about the game thinking about the matchup, thinking about what I needed to do, whether it's from a training standpoint or whatever it was from a preparation standpoint to uh, get ready to uh, to be the best player that I can be. Once I retired, that freed me up to be able to just really be there with them, uh, not just uh, physically but also mentally and emotionally. So that has been the great, the best part uh, for me. Um, yeah. You know, as far as uh, the worst part, I, you know, I, I – i can 't really say there's the worst part because oh good again i I played sixteen years i was I was ready to play um, to retire i would given all i I could give to that uh, to the game so you know i mean i i'm enjoying this side of it uh you know, really yeah.
0: well no that 's great to hear because I, I know some guys you know they, they struggle with that that post nfl career and and wondering what to do next but but you were able to to transition right into being a broadcaster and, and, and being an NFL analyst. So how did you end up deciding on that, and, and, and how has that been for you?
1: You know, for me, um, I started kind of taking um, an interest in broadcasting probably going into my 12th year, 11th or 12th year in the league. And I was, you know, I was like most guys, um, didn't really know what I was going to do once I retired. And so I started to um, have an interest in broadcasting. I went and did um, – the broadcast uh not necessarily broadcast boot camp, but I went and worked for C B S Sports Network during the Super Bowl in New Orleans oh, cool. for uh three or four days. I went up to ESPN, did their car wash, went out to um NFL network several times. Also hosted a weekly show with the Redskins. Um so I started to just get reps doing those things and once I retired, auditioned for a few of the networks and um C B S Sports Network, they hired me as a as an analyst and that and that helped um be my transition from the game because there is a, um, there is a, uh, a period of time where guys struggle with um, the transition. And I'm, I'm no different than any of the other guys because you think about um, what we've done. We've played sports for, you know, the majority of our lives mm-hmm. from the time we were, we were, um, you know, kids playing little league until, you know, um, you retire and whatever age that is. And um, for me, it was at, at 38 years old. So, my whole identity had been as a football player or an athlete. And, you know, once you uh, retire, it's like, oh, man, what am I now? So there is a sense of uh, a loss of identity, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, for, and it takes it takes guys, a, I would say, a good, you know, two, two to three years to really just um, figure things out. Um, a lot of times um, you feel like you need to have an answer for, for people when they – say, well, what am I doing now? Yeah. You know, or what are you doing now? You know, you feel like you need an answer when when the answer may just need to be, I'm figuring things out. <laughs> That's my answer. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you know, yep. I've yeah, and, and, and guys um, struggle with that, and I, I struggle with it as well. I mean, I got um, hired, you know, maybe uh, six months after I retired, but for those six months, people were like, what are you doing now? But yeah. I just retired, <laughs> man. What <are>
0: <laughs> I'm playing golf. I just
1: walked off the football field for, you know, I did it for 16 years. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I'm man. figuring things out. And, but that's what should have been my answer, where as opposed to, you know, I'm just, you know, and I had other things going on, um, you know, where you you have different things where you invest in or, or whatever the case may be. Um, but you – you still have a loss of identity. Um um so guys just need to really just take a moment, you know, take some time and just say, you know what, I'm figuring things out. Yep. Um and that, and that should be okay.
0: That, that's a great point. London Fletcher, our guest right now on unpacking it. And and for you, London, I know that, that your faith is important. So so what role did did that play in just your ability to to understand your your true identity and, and to be able to even process that that a lot better as you relied on the Lord.
1: Well, I think um, you know as you as you um, get into your prayer life and and me more so um, lately uh, as opposed to um, when I initially retired, I didn't I didn't go in and get into that prayer life like I needed to and mm. and um, just ask God for guidance. Um, but when you take that time and you can you can pray and and be still and 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 just um, kind of be in tune and aware of uh, you know, God speaking to your heart and, and and letting you know, Okay, you know, I got you, don't worry about this. Um, you know, the anxieties that guys have, you know, that you have like you like okay, you're anxious to do different things, but when you are able to just get in that moment of prayer and reflection and devotion and just and be still and and, and allow those answers to reveal themselves um that has been big for me.
0: Yeah, that's huge. Well, what what changed for you to say, "All right, I I I've got to spend more time with the Lord or, or or just pray more." What what was that mindset shift for you?
1: I think it was you just go through do different things in life and you experience life on um, on different levels and you, and you start to um, you know, for me just looking and 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 feeling like, "Okay, when I'm praying for more, when I'm, you know, intimate with God more, Things just, the uh, clarity is just, um, greater for me. Yeah. Um, when I'm not, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> yep. Um, so just real getting that true understanding. Cause you start to, um, you know, you, there's so many different things that can distract you and be, um, things that, that pull at your attention and you feel like, okay, it can get overwhelming. sometimes if you let it, um, but for when I allow myself to just say, you know what, Hey, let me go seek the Lord. Let me, um, you know, really um, seek him on on how to be a better husband, how to be a better father, how to be a better server to uh, God's kingdom. You know, those are the the most important things. It's not about how much money you make, but you know the, the impact that you live, that you leave, and um, and the impact that you have on others. So you know, that's really um, you know the things that that that's really what guides me.
0: We're talking with London Fletcher here on Unpacking It, and and so even as you you think about your your faith and and the during the time of your nfl career and and some of the the structure that that is involved in the nfl and the routines um and i and i imagine the the bible studies and and that sort of thing that you were involved with to to now post career you're you you do not have the same structure that that you had how has your your faith grown or, or changed just in that regard compared to when you were in the nfl
1: so i um yeah, you know, I try to do my daily devotional, just, um, you know, different, um, um, reading and, you know, whether it's reading my own Bible or doing, um, different plans, um, online. But, um, you know, I recently started back going to a, uh, there, there are some former players here in Charlotte that, um, you know, hold, we hold a weekly Bible study every Thursday. Actually, I'm missing it right now. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, but, uh, every, every Thursday we, uh, um, uh, we get together, um, and, and just fellowship and, 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 and study God's word. And, and, you know, um, so that, that does help because guys miss that, um, that aspect, that Bible study, that getting together, um, with, with, um, guys who've experienced the same things you you've experienced or are experiencing, you know, the transitioning from life. I mean, transitioning from sport like you are right now. So, that has been uh, that's been very uh, beneficial to me, and I know to the other guys that um, that attend this study.
0: Absolutely, no, that's awesome. Well, well, London, as we uh, as we wrap things up, uh, just wanted to hear briefly about your your family and and you're uh, you're a husband and father of three. So so where are you at in the the journey with your kids and and what's kind of the I don't know the the big thing going on at the the Fletcher household right now.
1: Well, as uh, I have um. Three younger children. Um, actually, my daughter; she's about to turn 11. My oldest. Then I have a, a nine-year-old son and a, a seven-year-old uh, girl. So, you know, my oldest; she's a she's a gymnast. She just um, her competition season is um, wrapping up right now. Um, so, you know, a lot of a lot of weekends at gymnastics meets, you know, things like that, traveling to those, which I enjoyed being able to uh, to do. My son; he he does. Um, he plays soccer, basketball flag football. So just doing you know, going to his different um practices and games as well. And then my youngest, she's um she's more into the arts, so, you know, she um just being supportive of her and what she wants to do and, and spending time with them. So that's, you know, really uh you know, what it is, a uh, di- typical uh suburban uh life <laughs> I guess you could say. A lot of lot of shuttling kids to practices and, and games. Um uh, That's kind of what I am—dropping them off at school, picking them up, and you know, doing those uh, either trips to uh, gymnastics meets or or games and, and practices and. You know, that's uh that's really what <laughs> what my life consists of now. But I love it. I enjoy it.
0: That's awesome. A- NFL Iron Man and former tough guy. I guess you're still a tough guy, at the arts and the gymnastic events. That's uh that's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> that's fun. Yes, no,
1: I, I, I enjoy it.
0: Oh, uh, that's cool. Well, London Fletcher, our our guest today on unpacking it. Man, really appreciate it and it's, it's so great to to catch up with you and, and glad to hear you're you're doing well and uh, fun to see you on uh, CBS Sports covering the NFL and people can follow you on Twitter, L Fletcher 59 Really appreciate it today, London.
1: All right, thanks for having me.
0: The Iron Man with us today on Unpacking It and really great to talk with him, uh, you know, to think about his career and just the fact that week after week, he showed up to play. He had such a long career and very well respected uh, around the NFL and glad that he's gotten an opportunity to be on TV with CBS Sports Network and on the the other pregame show. So uh, good that he can still be a part of the game. And as far as the, the big takeaway for us today is, I think when he was talking about prayer and clarity and distractions, because we can all relate to that. The truth is, when we are prayerful, when we are spending time with the Lord, when we are intimate with Him, and we're seeking him with all of our heart, and, and, and when we're really desiring to know his will, desiring to, to please him, then the clarity comes from that. Because if we are listening, if we're reading his word, and, and we're not just praying and asking him for a bunch of stuff, but we're actually listening, clarity in our life becomes just a part of it. It's just, it, it's just the, the, the result of that. And so when we're making decisions and we're being prayerful, it's a lot easier to feel at peace about making the right decision. And when we're distracted and we're caught up with all the other things of the world, you know, even good things that just take too much time away uh, from our time with the Lord, then we all of a sudden get confused and we're just distracted and and we're not really getting that clarity that we desire. Uh, And so we got to get back to prayer, back to spending time with the Lord. So it's a simple message a simple principle but all too often we we just we we just get caught up in life we we really do and so we just have to be reminded to get back to being prayerful and intimate with the lord so that's the encouragement today to go spend some time in prayer so thanks for listening to unpacking it and really appreciate london fletcher until next time i'm bryce johnson i'm a sports fan who follows jesus keep up with us throughout the week on unpacking it.com And we'll talk to you next time on the Unhacking It podcast.